Hi everyone, Kathy here, and welcome to part one of our first season finale. In this episode, we discuss some examples of us facing our fears from work to dating to a look back on creating this podcast. And since we're being open and honest, this wasn't supposed to be a two-parter. We were celebrating. It's mostly my fault for pouring our glasses a little bit heavier than usual, but you'll see. <laughs> we, but thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in again. We really appreciate it. We love you. Please enjoy and we'll see you next time. Welcome back to We've made a mistake. I'm Kathy. And I'm Sue. And welcome to our season finison of season one. Of of the week. You know, that reminds me of the (laughs) SNL when like they had to, they said they were rehearsed a song and they would sing it, but they both didn't know. Was it like each other's? What what was it like, Garth and Brooks? Garth and Brooks. <laughs> Wait, what? On <laughs> SNL, like that. Kath and Brooks. Kath and Brooks? I'm close. I have no idea. <laughs> Google. <laughs> it's like I'm not really interested to Google it. So, yeah. So, I'll just, just bear. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it that, sounds right. It sounds, yeah. Brooks and Garth. It's in Brookstone. Brookstone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how any- was your last two weeks? <laughs> I've had kind of a rough go of it, okay. I gotta say. Um, on brand. Yeah, on brand. very, very much so. Yes. Um, yeah, I feel like, where have we been the last two weeks? It's kind of been my fault. Um, first of all, I went to NOLA. Mm-hmm. Ooh, NOLA. Are NOLA. you and NOLA? Like, Do you know what that is? Besties, New Orleans. So for those of you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically went to New Orleans like the week of May 11th. And I would like 12 out of 10 recommend it if you're looking to just simply stay drunk for like days on end (laughs) and be a little reckless. Um, And I did have the time of my life, like so much so to where when I got back home, I was depressed for like several days. (laughs) Um, And like I had a full on emotional breakdown the second day I got home. So let me just kind of set the scene for you. One day I was mad because Jim ate dinner without me and I was super offended, (laughs) even though that's not even like, anyway, um, I think I was just because I was already like on one, Mm -hmm. I was more sensitive to literally anything that was thrown at me. Okay. So I decide basically to go get pho, um, from this like spot down the street that I've never tried before and kind of looks a little questionable, but it's three minutes away from my house. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it was great for maximum laziness. I go pick up the food. I'm eating at my dinner table and it's just not good. And nothing really upsets me more than when I'm like really hungry and excited to eat. Yes. Or looking forward to a meal and it just doesn't hit right. <laughs> That's like when you order or you see pictures of this beautiful meal and then yeah. you take the time like, you know what? I I deserve that meal because it's mm-hmm. gorgeous. Yeah. And you eat it and it's not that great. Yeah. It's not satisfying. It's, yeah. it's just like a disappointment. So um, all of a sudden I like have like this wave of sadness 
And I just start bawling, crying at the dinner table and Jim comes out and he's like so apologetic that he ate without me. But really, that's not the real issue. Like I just, like I'm just coming off of a super fun trip and now it's back to reality. Yeah. And like the um, mundane things of like everyday life and the routine. Yeah. Like it was so much fun just like not having a routine. Mm-hmm. Like, like that forgetting alone. time. Exactly. Space. Mm-hmm. So, (laughs) so I I like end up telling him like, I just hate my life, (laughs) which isn't really true of how I feel. Mm -hmm. But I think in the moment, like I was just feeling so like, you want to up it. Like you want to be like, this is how I feel. I'm going to be very expressive. So Mm -hmm. you can try to get how I feel. (laughs) Well, it was kind of that. But also, like, I think I just get, like, I hate feeling sad and I just feel, like, so desperate mm-hmm. when when I'm sad sometimes that, like, I say really dramatic things. Oh, yeah. Same. And it's not really indicative of how I truly feel, yeah. you know? Um, but, yeah, I, like, said some dumb shit. <laughs> and then um, I just – I have so many reasons to feel privileged and happy, but, like, I have to remind myself of that sometimes. Like, that doesn't always come back. Like, I don't always remember that. Yeah. And I should. Um, but, yeah, honestly, I think the bad food was just, like, the grain of rice that tipped the scale. So, thanks a lot, Pho Express. <laughs> On blank address. <laughs> I don't want to out. I'm like that. No, maybe they just had a bad day. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But – um, to add insult to injury, I got my second vaccine on like the, the 12th, which was the day I, after I got home. Yes. Um, Pfizer princesses. Hey, I'm a Pfizer princess too. <laughs> um, but I got really sick. I, mm-hmm. I was sick for like four or five days. I tried to go into work one of those days, but was sent home and like, I felt too severely sick for it to just be from the vaccine. So we ended up not meeting up to record last week either, mm-hmm. just as a precaution. And like it's wedding season right now for Kathy yeah. and like she can't get sick. So here we are. The end is near. <laughs> and so, so I face the, the final, final curtain. But kind um, of in a way. Yeah, for our season one. <laughs> Um, what else happened this week? Ooh, I finished Handmaid's Tale. Like, yes. The, like we both us. did. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Ayana, honestly, when you canceled the second time, I was fine. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you were chilling. Because you were in your own depression yeah. like, moment, and yeah. I had mine. Yes. And uh, Handmaid's Tale definitely contributed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember texting you and Ashley, like, if X, Y, and Z happens, I give up. I give up on the show. Yes. I was so mentally drained from the roller coaster ride of emotion. That's I was true. like, you know what? Maybe this isn't worth it. I, my baseline is already sad. Yeah. So it's like, no. Who hurt Margaret Atwood? That's the writer of the book. Yes. What is wrong? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it was Margaret Atwood, right? That sounds right. Okay. <laughs> Well, I may not have anything. <laughs> I have no idea, though. Um, but I, it was—it got really bad to the point where I actually missed a friend's picnic because you of handmade stuff. Like I was like, so sad, consumed by it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think also yeah. now, like I won't get too into it, but just like 
if I mean Texas, have you did you hear about the new law that passed about like abortion? Yes. Yeah. So it's just like that happened, and then I finished Handmaid's Tale, and just like my bot, I just everything just sucked. Yeah. Um. But yeah, how was your experience <laughs> with Handmaid's Tale, Sarah? But I'm still watching. <laughs> Graphics are amazing. Are very yes, artistic. Acting on point. Yeah. No. Um. We've talked about this a lot, actually. How like. It's had a negative effect on our mood. In fact, that might have been why I felt so upset, like, upon coming back. Because it was Nola, Vaccine, yes, and Handmaid's Tale. And I had just finished Handmaid's Tale. And, like, it is a very depressing show, yeah. I have to say. So how can it not affect you in a way? Mm-hmm. Um, and you like, invest in these characters too. Like, yeah, exactly. You're at the point where, like, come on, just give them fuck, give them a fucking bone, bone. throw them a bone, <laughs> for crying out loud. Throw her, come on, Aunt Lydia, throw her a darn bone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I caught up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had trouble sleeping during my trip because the hotel bed was terrible. Oh, like no. we were making fun of how. Um, hard. It was like super firm, yeah. but it was also, it doesn't really make sense. It was also somehow squeaky. Like anytime we even like moved a toe, the bed would like squeak really loud. Um, but Ashley was loving it because Ashley has a bad back and I guess oh, like, she likes the firm. Right? Yes. When yeah. you have a really bad back, a hard bed is always better. So okay. she, she was getting like Chilling. the best sleep of her fucking life. Um, but yeah, it was terrible. And so I, like, couldn't fall asleep until, like, 4 in the morning most of the days we were there. Yeah. I I, I swear, I got, like, I want to say, like, eight hours of sleep this entire trip. It was terrible. Um, But anyway, yeah, like, the bed was awful. And I would get home from the club at, like, 2 a.m., like, a sociopath, (laughs) and be, like, wired, like, wide awake. Yeah. And I couldn't sleep. And so first, my routine was to clean the place. Like, I would (laughs) – put all of the towels into one pile because yeah. they were kind of scattered all like we were all kind of messy this yeah. trip. Um, so I would like put all of the towels in a pile and like do really OCD like things. Uh-huh. And then I would like consolidate all of the waters that we had been drinking <laughs> into like one <laughs> and throw away like the leftover plastic yeah. that were empty and yeah, and then I would, of course, lay down and watch at least two episodes of Handmaid's Tale. I love you're like, okay, I'm going to keep the party going. I'm yes. going to go take these towels and I'm going to fix everything. And then, you know what? Let's fucking pump it up even more. Handmaid's yes, Tale, let's exactly. go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually really proud to say I didn't lose um, track, like, track or I guess like um, an idea of what my limits were. Mm-hmm. I think the whole trip, like, I was very cognizant. Like, I was having a very good time, but I never, like, let it get out of control. Like, yeah. I was ne- – I You never I let remember- it stop you from consolidating water. Yes. <laughs> I remember every moment of that trip. Yes. And I'm proud. That's good. Of myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was a fucking, like, sociopath. <laughs> um. And yeah, would you guys like an entire episode dedicated to Handmaid's Tale? Yes. <laughs> yes, the guy in the room said yes. Comment below <laughs> or email us at we've made a mistake 2020 at gmail.com. Yes. Um any other movie show recommendations? Um I 
nothing really. I mean, I've been listening to a bunch. I mean, our friend Stephanie just started her podcast called Disinherited. Yes. And you can listen to it on Patreon. Patreon? Patreon? Uh-huh. Patreon. So, yeah, it was Patreon. a really good episode. You guys should check it out. Um, it's radicalization of the Catholic Church. Yes. Um, and ideals, which we are we're here for yes snaps um you go girl another thing and ike yes <laughs> um i had this weird car incident recently mm-hmm. um i'll get more into the reason why i was in the area i was later on in the episode but there was this guy in this like i was in la jolla and that's like a more like upper uppity area mm-hmm. and this guy was like in this mercedes benz it was a convertible mm-hmm. and he he was in front of me, we were at a stop sign and he kept looking at his like rear view, like mirror. Yeah. And I like, I was like, is he checking me out? Like I'm, I'm in a, like, I, I, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but he kept looking back and forth to the point where I'm like, what's going on? And then the light turned green. So I was like, I don't get it. And then he looked and he like kind of winked at me or smirked and he took his convertible top down like Tim. I don't know if he was trying to impress me. And then I kept looking like the fucking lights. Green. I was going to say, meanwhile, it was just a green yeah, light. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? And so like he Ew. looked in the mirror again right after and I, and I like literally was just so annoyed. I like mouthed go and i like pointed my <laughs> hand at the green light and that just, was actually nice though because i didn't know you just mouthed it i oh. thought you said it oh i mouthed it well but, he wouldn't have heard polite. me anyway because <laughs> because of the sound yeah oh, oh and the sound of the convertible <laughs> top going down. but in the moment that was probably the most satisfying feeling seeing him like look like confused on why like i'm not reciprocating his niceness of mm-hmm. his smile yeah but that was Fun. <laughs> Why do men think we owe, like, if they, like, wink at us or smile, like, we automatically owe them something. Like an arm and a but, leg. Exactly. Or something. Like, or if they compliment us, we owe them a thank yeah. you. Yeah. And another thing, just for if anyone were to listen, I'm not a car person. Like, I don't, yeah. it actually is a little bit of a turnoff if I see someone too into cars. Unless they're actually, like, fixing them, then sure, tell me your hobby but like uh, as long as long as it doesn't have any type of racial slurs on it there's no stickers trying to like um like be like a sexism or whatever be a sexist (laughs) motherfucker as long as it doesn't be sexism (laughs) as long as it doesn't have anything like that you can have a fucking 1992 toyota camry with the bumper maybe coming off and that's actually more hot to me because yeah. you're economically savvy. Yeah. You save your money mm-hmm. and a car is just a material item. Yeah. And yeah. As, yeah, as long as the brakes work. Yeah. You, yeah. It gets you to from point A to point mm-hmm. B. You ride your low rise day woo and then let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what else from this week. Ooh, so okay, I put random notes in my phone throughout the week so I can talk about them in the beginning of this episode. Yeah. And I put just um, like in quotations, bald spot cured by dead fly. Oh my God. <laughs> and I don't remember who told me that. <laughs> um, so judging from me not remembering, it probably happened during a fun night out. I found this information, but I do remember someone told me that if you have, cause I did talk about like, I feel like I'm balding on the corners. Oh, I'm I... completely balding. Not completely. <laughs> sorry, that's not a... Sorry, but, that was... But, but I have, like, I just feel like I'm re- my hairline is receding. Yes, so absolutely. I is. said that, and I can't remember 
who told me this, but they told me that if I take a dead fly and crush it on my bald oh spot, that it'll help. And honestly, at this point, let's fucking get a bunch of gnats. Let's grow them. Let's go all let's in. Let's fucking. What? This is like <laughs> our new business venture. <laughs> but yeah. What's the science behind that? I don't know. Probably. Um, I mean, he. They probably had a really like great the, head of hair. The um, like the organic, it matter, mm-hmm. and it like seeps. It's like organic. Yeah. So nature, nature, nature versus stem fly fly stem. So what else? It's the future of stem yeah. technology. <laughs> Ooh, have you listened to Olivia Rodrigo's yes. new album? Oh my god, I kind of love her. I know. Like I, I everyone heard Driver's License. I, I no, I, I listened to it the first time. Did you really last week? Yeah, I think it's because it's like it was such a big TikTok thing, and like oh. I saw it on so many. I don't have a TikTok, but I saw it on a lot of. Uh, like Instagram, Instagram or reels, yeah. But first of all, she's so, eighteen years old. Yeah, she writes all oh her God. songs. I freaking can't. queen. I just and wow. did I Talent. mention she's eighteen years yeah. old? <laughs> I'm twenty nine. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I know. But like they cut deep. It's like terrifying. I'll listen to the songs. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, yeah, I remember this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't even in like a really like heart palpitating relationship at 18 and she could right. write like all she could write a whole album she she's she writes about some pretty deep stuff yeah yeah so good for her i know um speaking of that she has a song called good for you oh my gosh do we have <laughs> olivia rodrigo and, and our next host she's right in the hallway <laughs> she's so humble <laughs> um yeah i love her actually i'm obsessed yes i love her she kind of reminds me of like um a gen z taylor swift mm-hmm. oh no for sure <laughs> yeah like a, a middle part taylor swift <laughs> I feel like a she's brunette a middle bit part. more edgier yeah she is i do like edgy. that she yeah. curses yeah um yeah she's she's a she curses you, you said that like like we're in church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she cute though. She cute. So what is our topic this episode? Everything but the bagel. Hyphen. Coming full circle, Coming baby. Full circle, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Are you just going to repeat everything? I, everything say. say? Confronting our, our fears. fears. Fear. Yeah. Fears. <laughs> um, yes. But that is the episode. <laughs> that, yeah. Confronting our fears. How fitting. Mm-hmm. Especially because I feel like starting a podcast is one of the scariest things mm-hmm. I've ever done. <laughs> um, especially when I, I feel like you get as vulnerable and embarrassing as we do. Mm-hmm. I figured that... It's only fitting that the theme be confronting fear. Yeah. So we're going to touch on like a couple different areas of our life. Mm-hmm. But before we dive in, I have to give credit to Kathy because this is never something I would have ever done or even have thought to do without her. Ah. So Kathy, thank yes. you because like this has brought me so much joy. <laughs> like 
<laughs> I this, just want to- <laughs> she's holding her gold wine uh, goblet like <laughs> like it's the the fucking Oscar. I would like to thank the foreign press. <laughs> um so Kathy, thank you. No, thank and you. And it's been so fun. And I feel like I've gotten so much closer to you and literally just... we're holding hands right now. <laughs> I don't think I've ever hung out with someone this much, like on a frequent basis, except for Jim or like my brother. Okay. No, that's Wait, oh, I, I love that. that. I love Why that. Was that no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> and this showcases my other thing that I need to work on is knowing how to read and like respond. I think I'm just really bad at expressing my emotions because I'm very honest. <laughs> no, that was funny. Especially um, during COVID, I think it was it has been really nice having like a constant person, especially during the time prior to the vaccines or prior to like yeah safe that it was nice knowing like okay well at least i know i'm gonna hang out with sarah yeah on this day every week and we're both like i feel like pretty responsible during Mm -hmm. the pandemic like it wasn't well this sounds like i'm justifying us hanging out but (laughs) it wasn't like we were like (laughs) we weren't like going out and hanging out with a bunch of random people people or like going out to eat or whatever i Mm -hmm. feel like we pretty much stayed in the house yeah. The entire time. And our version of crazy was to walk across the street to get sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think what we only, we went out to brunch once during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That was for I feel birthday. Like that's, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. I feel like we did our part. And then right when we got the <laughs> vaccines, we're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, going so hard. <laughs> Karaoke like twice a week, every week. Yeah. <laughs> like that's going hard. <laughs> um, But yeah, like. I would say literally my worst fear, aside from my dog or my family dying, Mm -hmm. is how other people perceive me Mm -hmm. and that they'll confirm the worst fears I have about myself, like whether that's appearance-based or like personality-based or like work ethic. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, yeah, I'm just always in the state of like people confirming the worst fears I have about myself or like my insecurities um some of them are like I'm unintelligent or inadequate or can't speak right or uh try too hard or that I'm weak Mm -hmm. and well at least you have a co-host that you can compare and contrast you're doing (laughs) great (laughs) I thought you were gonna say um at least you have a co-host who can like commiserate with you because I feel like we do a lot of that we do (laughs) one of the things we're gonna touch on later like kind of reflecting on the season like what we do a lot of but I feel like we're really hard on ourselves (laughs) I think we well we I think we do something too much and we'll talk about it later well we'll re-listen we're like okay we need to be so make sure you stay until the very end yes that's a test it's gonna be a two-hour episode. So. <laughs> Sit back and relax. We like the Titanic because that's how long the sun will be. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's just like that fear is kind of something I have to confront every episode because we're making our th- thoughts and like intimate conversations like public, mm-hmm. and I'm revealing things about myself that honestly, like I don't reveal to people who like aren't a close friend or like I'm dating. 
Yeah. <laughs> so like the whole world is kind of like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I act like we have such this like huge uh, audience. But that's exactly what I was kind of worried about in the beginning, like mm-hmm. the overexposed feeling. Yeah. But first of all, just like we said, our range of listeners can vary from like twenty to forty on a really good yeah. like episode. Yeah. So I don't feel that overexposed in that sense. Uh-huh. But I can honestly say that even though I feel like, even though, even though, <laughs> even though I feel like. I'm not holding back anything from the stories. Like mm-hmm. I choose to tell all the times I have re-listened, there has been a small part that I might not have said something and it's nothing major or relevant or discredits my story that I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It could literally be something about my outfit being dumb or how much I ate or cried or how much I felt distraught. But it's like those things that I hold back that, it's like my little small detail and I still have that to myself and that gives me comfort. So I feel like I'm still exposing my stories, mm-hmm. but at the same time I still have enough that still makes it like my Yours. own and it's like my little secret still. Yeah. So yeah, it's I know, I know some of the behind the scenes. You do. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm honored. And you're welcome. <laughs> that, that's going to be for our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> our paying. It's going to be $99 an episode. <laughs> We'll have mm-hmm. images. Mm-hmm. But like looking back, I was so nervous and in my head mm-hmm. initially. And I don't think I, I was as authentic. Like I think I was just hyper aware. And I like, think you were still authentic. I think if anything, we were just a lot more scared on what to say. Yeah. I can hear it a lot in our first episode that was like right. 30 minutes. Like I could hear us like, kind of holding back like yeah. uh and I right. and I even though I stutter I felt like I was stuttering even more because I just didn't know how to say stuff right so yeah and just to give you guys some insight it took us our our very first episode it was like 5 hours to record mm-hmm. um and for 30 minute a 30 minute episode yeah <laughs> or maybe it was the one after that it was like oh. I want to say it was the one that was our first hour one. Oh, the it, we were one. yeah, we were here for like five hours. Mm-hmm. I want to say, um, but yeah, like our recording sessions now, I feel are pretty much the length of the episode. Yeah. So I think we've either like stopped caring as much because that's a lot of effort to mm-hmm. put into one recording. Like that's what scared me too. I was like, yeah. fuck this five hours yeah. for one episode. Five to six hours of like preparation and then plus the actual yeah. process. Yeah, and then being super critical. I feel like now mm-hmm. we're just like, fuck it, let's send it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, and in the beginning, like we would re-record things all the time because yeah. we would just stop each other and I'd just be like, I'm not feeling this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'd rather um just kind of like start over or even one time we like came back to it the next day like it just wasn't working that night and Mm -hmm. so we just thought okay let's reconvene and like give it a go tomorrow yeah and it was so much better whenever we decided to do that Mm -hmm. it like just kind of like if we don't put too much pressure exactly we were putting too much pressure on ourselves yeah um but yeah, I used to also listen back to episodes obsessively mm-hmm. and kind of like be hypercritical and pick myself apart. But I don't think I've listened to an episode in like 10 episodes. Oh, nice. Which is growth for me. That's growth. Um, like not having Because I listen control. to every episode. 
I think I, there was only two episodes I didn't listen, mm. re-listen to. Um, but yeah. Is it a bad <laughs> sign that I don't listen back? No, to, I, I, think it, I think it's actually kind of good. Yeah. Like, just so you're not critical. I think I, I could at least like, take critical. notes. Who the fuck am I? I'm like, I'm acting like I'm a fucking science professor. professor. <laughs> take some notes. APA format it. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I get what, what you mean. Yeah. Like, I just, it would make me cringe. And, like, I just, to avoid that feeling, I just kind of stopped listening to myself. Yeah. I was just going to, like, drive myself insane. I still drive myself insane, mm-hmm. but I feel like I re-listen, but I don't have the same, like, critical like meanness i did with myself oh, prior oh, you're so mean to yourself i was so mean to myself oh. i felt like when i because when i compared how i sound to you i feel like i had so much like ums ums or i had moments where i'll i'll say a sentence and i just keep running on and i don't make any sense but i just hope for the best i feel like i had so many moments like that though oh okay we're just our own worst Espe- especially when um, maybe I had a little bit more to drink oh, than yeah, usual the that night. Definitely I would feel super um, rambly and mm-hmm. like I was uh, kind of like f- focusing on one topic too much, like talking about it to death mm-hmm. uh, rather than just moving on. Yeah. Anyway, I'm doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think also um, – this has affected me outside of podcasts mm-hmm. studio. <laughs> Should we put a sign on the this back of podcast. your door? This is podcast studio. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like I don't care as much about what people think about me in general, mm-hmm. which is part of the reason why I haven't worn makeup or like haven't worn anything besides sweats the last nine months to a year. <laughs> so that's been good for me. That's been really good. Yeah, like, like being not really, yeah, not caring as much about what people think about me or realizing that it's not as important as I once thought it was. Yeah. I know yeah. there were so many benefits that came from it. I think mm-hmm. one of them for me was like when we would talk about topics, we had to like really dive into like those stories. Mm-hmm. And then it did bring up like feelings and emotions. And I mean, it was a pro, but there was some cons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, right. there was one episode where I did end up crying. Um, but that's I, not a con. No, no, but I was just like, I knew that was an area that I still have. I still probably should talk about in like my therapy sessions, or I mm-hmm. should probably explore it a little more than like kind of pushing it aside yeah. and just being very like, um, what's that word? I feel like that's a a good revelation and, like, good insight into yourself, though. Yeah. It's good to, like, reflect and, like, realize those things. Mm -hmm. Like, if we – when we would self-deprecate in Mm -hmm. areas, Mm -hmm. I would see a pattern of me self-deprecating on, like, certain topics and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, maybe I need to, like, look into this a little bit more. Like, it kind of was, like, this thing that we can re-listen and then maybe you could take notes. Maybe I can analyze (laughs) And yeah, we can like psychoanalyze each other. Yeah. But yeah, but all in all, it has been a great experience and I'm just very excited. Yeah. So this has made me realize a lot of things about myself. Mm -hmm. And I think once you talk about things out loud, it's like this phenomenon where it becomes real and then you have to like take action on it. Yeah. So I feel like talk some of these like subject areas, like, um, living our best life, for example, mm-hmm. that was a really inspiring episode for me because 
it kind of got the wheels turning a little bit. Like what more could I be doing with my life? Um, because I'll be honest, I don't feel like I'm living my life to the most, like Mm -hmm. I'm not living every day as if it's my last kind of thing where mm-hmm. it's kind of unrealistic at times. Yeah. Like you're not going to be j- jumping out of planes and like <laughs> doing crazy shit like a hundred percent of the time. But um, I feel like I just kind of milk my time assuming that I have a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And so I don't do like the thing, the burning things that I want that are yeah. in like the pit of my stomach, you know? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Olivia Rodrigo really, <laughs> <laughs> in one of her songs, she really makes you think. <laughs> and also just like, well, she's an example. Like I was being funny, but like she's freaking what? Like 18. And now Can I write a thesis paper on her, <laughs> <laughs> but it's no, but that, I feel like that's on the topic. Like I, I, I too, it was in that same boat. Like, I feel like I'm, I, I keep forgetting that I'm at the end of my twenties versus yeah. I'm not in the mid I know. like prime time. And that's like retelling the stories. Like I look back like, Holy shit. That was in 2015. That was actually a while back. Yeah. So yes, I think, I think I just had a realization. I think some, sometimes why I feel so sad and depressed, it's when I realize I'm like, nearing the end of my 20s oh same and it's oh it makes it makes me want to cry <laughs> i feel but, like no one really talks about this but it yeah. is like a lot like you're suffering a loss almost. i know yeah but if anything this podcast probably could be our little like time capsule of our <gasps> 20s because a lot of the stories that we have told were fun moments or sad moments or moments that have happened within that like 10 year span of like 20 to 29. So if anything, this could be something that we could listen back to when we're like a hundred years old and like, I won't even remember. And I remembered, um, (laughs) and during this, I remembered the guy from Vegas. His name is Joe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) now that that's a very unique name, Joe. So, Calling out if you were, or if you were, you know, of someone that was at the Lugzer for food court. You said that really strange. Lugzer. Is this like the the budget Luxor? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so it was the Lugs. So why can I not say it? (laughs) The Chardonnay. That's why I hate Chard. Um, The Lugzer Hotel set around 7.15ish in the morning, summer of 2013 EDC weekend wow. by the chicken and your name was Joe it me <laughs> Kathy is this your misconnection this is my misconnection <gasps> I love it so yeah I'm gonna like translate everything you said and, and um make a what if I think I'm making sense with just like how I I like said luxury like everything's like um Lugzer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Is is this podcast kind of like how in those cheesy movies, like um, what's that one with Britney Spears, Crossroads? Mm-hmm. How her and her friends, like when they were younger, they they, they had an actual time yeah. capsule and they like put little artifacts and they're like, oh, in 10 years, we're going to come back and dig this up and Should like I save giggle $17 together. $17 wine I got? And put <laughs> yeah, but that is, yes, please. <laughs> um, yeah. And, 
I think this podcast is kind of akin to our little, like, exactly. Yeah. 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 Sorry. That was really, really, really <laughs> random comparison, but um, cro- I love Crossroads personally. I don't remember watching it. it I know it's a terrible movie. Though. I don't know I watched it. Yeah. Just because I was a big Britney Spears fan, but yes. I don't remember that much. Yeah. Awful movie. <laughs> <laughs> great feeling awful movie. yes that reminds me when you texted me and ashley and you were like you guys have to watch this movie it's so bad <laughs> but like you just have to see it <laughs> what, what was it called again was it modern persuasion modern was it the one that i talked about how about the girl with the cat and she like it's a jane austen one i have no idea it's probably another one i watched a lot yeah. That were a little questionable, but entertaining. But yeah. entertaining. Um, yeah. Where were we? So c- confronting our fears. Mm-hmm. Um, ch- chime capsules. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like another area where I was kind of forced to confront my fears mm-hmm. was – um, like career and job job changes. I haven't had very many. Like the tw- the two times I had to like have the balls to <laughs> change jobs. Um, three times you had islands too, right? Oh yeah. Well, to be fair, the um, banking and the islands like were at the same time. Oh, okay. So there's kind of like overlap. So it wasn't as big of an adjustment. Okay. Um, but having going from one job to two jobs mm-hmm. that was just oh my god that sucked yeah you like don't realize how much free time you actually have i know until it's, it's ripped away weird, from you but i like even though i complain about it i love that feeling yeah i well i we are being stressed chronically kind of <laughs> or like i'll or having multiple like jobs cuz there was in in college i had three yeah i had I went to school full time and then I had morning at Robex and then I had Chase and then I had weddings. Wow. And there was a point where I had like hostessing at a restaurant that I like did for like half of the year because it was in Rancho Santa Fe, which I fucking hate. Yeah. And then that clubhouse for a year. Like it's just like these random little jobs within these bigger jobs. Yeah. But yeah. I just You're felt psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> I I really um, enjoy my free time. I have no idea what to do with it sometimes. I thought you were going to say, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and that too. And that too. <laughs> um, no, because I feel like you're always working. Like on, on your days off, I feel like you're working. I have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got called I, out at work recently by like. About like um, work-life balance? Yeah. Um, basically. But that's another episode. That's, for, that's an entire episode. <laughs> um, yeah, but like I have such bad anxiety, especially around change and being mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Like the few times I have experienced changes in my career, it's always been followed with this like deep seated sense of hesitancy, mm-hmm. even 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 though it's something like uh, an amazing opportunity that I would be like crazy to say no to mm-hmm. like there's always a part of me that holds back a yeah. little bit um and I think I know why what? I think it's because we we get so attached to the job even though we kind of don't like it yeah but we just we feel like they need us mm-hmm. and then we need to remember that and I, 
I'm such a hypocrite because I don't think this way at all in real life. But I feel like we need to realize that we are technically a number. So, like, let's say hypothetically, knock on what I feel like I read it somewhere, that hypothetically if we were to die, they're not planning our funerals. They're planning to rehire or to hire the next person. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't listen to that part, but I I feel like someday I'm going to eventually have to. Yeah. And I think it's definitely that, like, feeling – guilty mm-hmm. or like Guilt shame, sure. loyal, loyalty in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Hear that boys, we're loyalty even, we're loyal <laughs> to our jobs too. <laughs> yeah. I, like I know it's a part of that for me. Um, but also I think a majority of it is that I like feeling safe mm-hmm. and like comfortable and knowing what I'm doing like there's all there's always a point when I start a new job where I'm just like when am I gonna get super stressed out like my my stress is elevated and like my anxiety is like through the roof because I don't know it like the back of my hand and I like being a subject matter expert like I like knowing things Mm -hmm. and like um not quite just having uncertainty yeah you know and so I hate that transition period. And so that's the part of a new job I think I hate the most. Like that's the part that holds me back, if anything. Yeah. Um, and also not knowing if it's going to be a better situation. Like it doesn't always pan out where like you're in a certain position or whatever and maybe you're not the happiest and you decide to take that leap of faith and like change industries or like change companies. Mm-hmm. But then what if the new company ends up being worse and yeah. you didn't realize how good you really had it? You know, like there's always that. Ugh. And then sometimes it's like so much to do. Like even feel, talking about your it. anxiety right now, just looking at you like Sarah right now, like clenching <laughs> I'm body. literally, I'm literally, I have, I have my hands around my throat right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Even just talking about it, like, makes me never want to go through it ever again. <laughs> um, but, like, back when I was working at Chase, I knew I needed to leave. Like, my time there had run its course. I wasn't as invested, and I could tell. I felt really detached from my work. I called out a lot. Mm-hmm. And this opportunity to work for another financial institution crossed my path. And I knew this company treated their employees better Mm -hmm. and the benefits and the hourly pay were better and there was more room for growth. And I was basically going to be a shoe in because this like friend of mine worked there and he was like super reputable, like at in his workplace and he was going to put in a good word for me. And I just knew I was going to like, if he put in a good word for me, I knew that I had a a great shot, you know? Um, but yeah, even though like the planets were literally aligned and the universe was like handing this to me on a su- silver platter, I was having panic attacks and doubts and I would tell lies to myself to like convince myself I was okay where I was yeah. at and that I deserved being like unhappy in the current situation because it was like the certain thing. Like mm-hmm. I knew, at least I knew what going into it, what to expect. Whereas yeah. I just feared the unknown of this new opportunity, you know? Um, But uh, yeah, I did the damn thing. Yeah, I'm still, I'm I'm at that same company now. um, And it has afforded me so many opportunities. I wouldn't be where I'm at financially without 
working here, like I wouldn't have my condo. Yeah. I wouldn't have my dog. Yeah. Like it's just really like made things happen yeah. for me. And I'm so grateful for that. So you took that change mm-hmm. and that leap of faith. So that's yeah. awesome. And you know, um, I touched on this in our living our best life episode, but I do feel like maybe I have a different calling I've yet to discover still. Like I'm not saying this to say that it's perfect. Yeah. And I don't still have doubts. Um, but you know, it took a leap of faith to get there and that's part of confronting your fear. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of myself. No, I'm proud of you too. Cat! Oh, snaps! Oh, we just woke the cat. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Peter. But I have a similar yeah. thing. You have a similar? A similar I have a similar. <laughs> and then I just ended right there. <laughs> so you actually influenced this part, Sarah. Oh. And it has to do with job change or career. Um, so I always feel like Sarah has this amazing voice and not just like singing, but she has this very strong like this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it. And I always like, am very, like I look up to you in that way. Oh. Like, especially for like, well, this is not the best like example, but at a restaurant, you're always the one that like stands up for us in our group. I'm like, no, excuse me. Yeah. Th- this bill needs to be split. <laughs> yeah. If someone were to cut her in line, she would say something versus me. Like, oh, maybe they didn't see me. Like Sarah's that type of person. Oh. And we love you for that. Um, I'm honored. That's I, actually what, like, I take that as a compliment. Yeah, no, no, you should, because I wish I had that. And there was a point where I, I love my job, and I already yeah. said it a million mm-hmm. times, but at this point, like, during COVID and all of that, I have stuck with the same job, and I'm very thankful, but I feel like I'm putting 110% in, Yeah, and I look at my paycheck, and I'm like, oh, <coughs> I don't like this. Mm. Um. So I made a comment like, okay, I think I might just like see what's out there. Mm-hmm. And I remember you like encouraging that and you're like, yeah, why not? Like you should. And mm-hmm. I just remember just feeling like I didn't deserve that. The same thing when oh. you talk about with work and how you just feel like you're loyal to the company and you mm-hmm. don't want to do that. And I try not to see it that way, like to give myself opportunities. Yeah. So recently I actually did interview mm-hmm. for a job. Um, in La Jolla and it was like something I did want to do. It wasn't exactly what I wanted to do, but the pay was meeting my expectations. Mm -hmm. So I did two or I did three interviews. Mm -hmm. And then at this point, like not to be conceited, but I did feel like I was going to get it. Um, Just because it seemed, (laughs) it seemed pretty obvious to me that you were going to get it. Cause she was like checking her LinkedIn LinkedIn, profile. Yeah. And like, and he's he, so nice. He mentioned yeah. to you too on numerous occasions that you were a top contender. Mm-hmm. So. And so at this point, like I was just looking around, I wasn't expecting to maybe make a leap. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, maybe I should, I should definitely say something. And that was my big thing. Like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm being a sleazeball, like going behind like my current job's back. No. And then I had just had to realize like, I, I deserve good things just as much as the next person. Yeah. And um, yes, it can be a passion that you have for your job, but you have to realize like you d- still need to make a living, yeah. like you still need to make it worthwhile. So I did actually approach my 
my boss at the job I'm currently at. And I said something, I was like, I am, I'm currently looking, I love this job, but I do need to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think I was just so shocked. And I started crying because she made me realize like, I am an important, valuable person oh. because she even said like, no, 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 we're keeping you. And oh. they ended up do so technically, I feel like I kind of got leverage. Like it yeah. felt like that. No, we kept something we kept echoing between us. was like, use that shit as leverage. Yeah. Like, get, get this job offer. Even if you're not serious about this new company, yeah. their benefits are awesome. The, the hourly pay is good. Like mm-hmm. it's, um, a, you know, a better work life balance title too. change. Yeah. And I think in the moment I, I felt like if they weren't going to counter at my current job, mm-hmm. I would obviously take the new job. That right. was like always going to be like a possibility. End all, I'm getting a pay raise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was my main point. Yeah. So I talked to them and they ended up giving me a raise at my current job. Yep. But it would have never happened if I didn't take that leap of faith to just right. look out there. Because I think I was so used to getting rejected by applying to jobs unless it was like word of mouth that mm-hmm. I didn't think I could do it on my own. Mm -hmm. And yes, this person that did interview me knew of me just from other people, but I took the liberty of like applying and doing all that. So that was actually, it it did boost my confidence Mm -hmm. a little bit just because I have been feeling not good. (laughs) (laughs) So I do have to like, again, thank you, Sarah, because you did play a big part in that. Um, Well, I'm so proud of you. Like, honestly, you were like making boss ass bitch moves. And I was like, yes, I know. Well, I was like very timid. I was like, oh my gosh, should I go? Should I do it? And then you were just like voice messaging me like, no, (laughs) do it. No, no, no. The only, the only part that was even like timid, Mm -hmm. remotely timid was like, actually maybe leaving. Well, I felt like you were, you felt really bad. Um, about like potentially leaving your current company Mm -hmm. or like not giving them enough notice. Um, but it circles back to what we said, like at the end of the day, this is a company, they run a business, like they will figure it out. Like it's unfortunate, but the reality is like, we're all replaceable, even though obviously we're we're talented and like they would be missing out of course, but Mm -hmm. they could easily replace us in a heartbeat and like don't feel bad don't feel indebted to these like corporations or these companies yeah like do at the end of the day do what you need to do to feel fulfilled and Mm -hmm. like feel like you're living your best life yes don't live your life for other people (laughs) (laughs) so what's another overcoming fear situation topic So I think walking away from relationships or toxic friendships. Mm -hmm. So we discussed during our friends episode that there have been times where we had to step away from situations that no longer served us. Mm -hmm. Um, And even with my current relationship, it definitely hasn't always been smooth sailing. There was a time in the beginning. So it was three months into us dating that I ended up walking away because he wouldn't commit. Like I had a whole conversation where I asked him like, okay, we've been doing this for a few months now. Like, where do you see us going? Like, um, am I your girlfriend, you know? And, um, basically it didn't feel right for him to like make things official. Mm -hmm. And I, he basically wanted to continue dating me to see where it went, like Mm -hmm. to see if the feelings developed. Um, but I basically said like, no, (laughs) like I'm going to put my foot down. I'm not going to continue 
to like invest my feelings and potentially waste my time knowing that this may not go anywhere. Yeah. And I know, so, and we're, I know we're still young, but it's at the point where like, I feel I don't have time mm-hmm. to waste to do that. Like exactly. I don't have time to wait seven months yeah. in and see where this is Maybe going. that's something I could have done in my early to mid Yeah. But I feel a, a pressure. Kind my of eggs now. are depleting yeah. right now. <laughs> my <laughs> eggs are like shriveling as yeah. we speak. Um, I lost two during this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I ended up walking away. Um, and that was unusual for me because like old me would have stayed in something like past its expiration date Mm -hmm. um, or put up with like red flag after red flag because I didn't highly regard myself or think that I deserved more. Mm -hmm. And it did require me like confronting that fear, the idea of being alone and walking away from someone who wasn't really giving me what I needed. Like Mm -hmm. I would constantly sacrifice my own needs to feel like, they are happy or, or to feel like I'm meeting a need, a need of theirs, you know, like I would have dumbed myself down or what I wanted for, for their, for (laughs) them basically. Um, but yeah, luckily in this situation and everyone told me this would happen, they were like, he's going to be back. (laughs) Um, and like, we didn't talk for three whole days and then what do you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's exactly what happened. I think when a woman advocates for herself and knows her worth, that's actually attractive to a guy. Mm-hmm. And like once he realizes that you won't entertain the bullshit, he recognizes that and you become something rare, mm-hmm. um, which is fucked up to say because like not enough women know their worth to yeah. like put their foot down in certain situations. Um, but yeah, like there's when I was um, in college and like, I took a persuasion class and mm-hmm. um, there's this book, I forget the author's name, but mm-hmm. it was like the principles of persuasion or something like that. And there's this principle, it's called the um, scarcity principle. And it's the idea that things that are more rare are more like appealing or attractive or like in demand. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be applied in this situation. Yeah. Um, so take the jump and jump his sorry ass. <laughs> Would you say like your form? Mine would have like now if I'm dating mm-hmm. someone, it'd be like a four month mark. If we're not moving forward, I'm done. Oh, yeah, even at four months yeah. might even be too long. Or like three months. I think three. Okay, is, it a, is a reasonable mm-hmm. time. Um, Once I hit thirty, it's like so. I give you a week. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shit or get off the pot. <laughs> like impregnate me or buy. Uh, um do you have any relationship friend like toxic realizations so how i ended up in the studio (laughs) i'm just kidding um uh yeah i mean breaking up with someone that you know is not right for you is hard (sighs) especially if you're comfortable yeah and knowing that you deserve to be with someone that does make you feel like you're enough is hard just because it is like if someone tells you that they love you Mm -hmm. and that you're everything Mm -hmm. like if they constantly love bomb you and you're not used to it like I'll be honest I'm not used to that like Mm -hmm. I have dated in the past I've been in like long dating relationships but never 
anything confirmed until my past relationship. So this was actually my first actual like relationship. We moved in together within two months, which is crazy. But I just felt like I'm not used to this. I, this is probably how it is. Yeah. And so I, and the guy had a great job, Mm -hmm. like on paper, it was decent and Mm -hmm. like, people have warned me and I don't want to sound bashing at all because I think we just weren't right for each other. Um, but I think I just got so comfortable with the status of it or I just got comfortable with like, okay, well I'm already at this point where like nobody, I mean, nothing else clicked. Maybe this is my person. Maybe Mm -hmm. this is the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And we did talk about it too. So that's what made it even more real. Mm -hmm. Um, And even though there were times where I felt like we were so different Mm -hmm. or like things that have happened in the relationship that were very, very toxic, I just felt like, yeah, but the nice stuff were, it's it's worth it. This this will pass. Like when he love bombs, like it almost compensates for like the Mm -hmm. shitty times. And you kind of turn into like, I feel like in a toxic relationship, it becomes like this, like, movie in a sense because then you say the most like when it's good you can say the most romantic crazy stuff that looking back I will barf if I if someone recorded the the like the cutesy shit I've said if anyone screenshotted the text that I did (laughs) back and forth like fucking punch me in the face because I am so embarrassed but it's like you turn into this person that like yes I believe in love and I believe all the great things Mm -hmm. that you don't like focus on the bad stuff so I think it I mean I think I got out at a pretty good time like I wish I can say I got out and then it was a clean cut because it obviously was not Mm -hmm. but I think me taking the step to like know that okay I would rather be alone Mm-hmm. Then have to be with what I think is the best I could do. Yeah. And I think learning, like actually absorbing that and like taking that step was extremely hard. Yes. Like all my friends know this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, now I feel, I can honestly say that I'm good. Like I'm not seeing anyone. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm attempting the dating world, mm-hmm. but it's, I'm, it's not my focus. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm actually not successful, but it's fine. I just feel like I'm so busy now too. So, and I love it here. Like I love yeah. my little shoebox studio and my cats. And like, if you were to tell me this would have been, this is my life at 29 when yeah. I was 21. First of all, I'd never liked cats. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't think I, I yeah. can't imagine that now. Yeah. <laughs> I, Yeah. I, I love I love you, Peter and Juniper. Um, but that it's just really hard. Just yeah. knowing your worth and knowing yeah. that, like, yeah, you're, it's gonna change and it is gonna fucking suck. Like, I'm not sugarcoating anything. Um, whatever happens, like Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo, like, <laughs> I didn't understand what heartbreak was until mm-hmm. experiencing it. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, holy shit, it's everything. Yeah, everything that you would think. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, it's like your soul is outside of your body yeah. and you're missing a part of yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's like your identity. Yeah. that I think those are the most, the, the most, but awful it's not, that's the thing, but it's, it's really not. not. It's like a facade. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. just in the moment and it sucks and it hurts. But like, yeah. I can honestly say that I've been in even more 
sad moment mm -hmm. when I like either wasn't with him or like or another guy like mm -hmm. I I think I just have a baseline of depression that's just there <laughs> but we already established it's that. just ever present in our lives yeah but again if I never did that leap of faith I we wouldn't have this podcast because I wouldn't be scrolling on my phone at three o'clock in the morning and calling you or texting you so yeah, yeah. and that was oh my gosh Kathy like I I'm just so happy that you like made that decision because mm -hmm. it, <clears throat> we've all been there. First of all, like, yeah, we've all had like toxic situationships or relationships or friendships, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. You're like but embarrassed. You like I was so embarrassed. Yeah, but you can't always tell like when you're in the thick of it. It's not always obvious to you. Like when you're the person, like experiencing his love bombing and like the good times mm -hmm. and externally we keep in mind like we only really see like the bad stuff or the stuff that you choose to share with yeah. us you know and like I get it like there were definitely moments in past relationships where like I would go through really terrible shit and it would be the shame and I wouldn't tell anyone because I knew once I told someone it's like out there what has to follow like I have to make a decision yeah and I wasn't prepared to make that decision at that point mm -hmm. so I would just kind of like keep it to myself and it would like be the secret that ate me alive mm -hmm. inside and like <sighs> I was so unhappy but I didn't realize it in yeah the moment. And it wasn't until I had that clarity and was like removed from the situation looking back that I was like, wow, like mm -hmm. I can't believe I put up with that for so long. And I don't, <clears throat> I don't want to, I'm trying not to like talk about it too much, but mm -hmm. it's like, I, I, cause again, it's a new experience for me just going through it. But it's like in the moment you're, you're so in love with that person mm -hmm. or you have so much love for that person that you feel very protective of that person too. So it's mm -hmm. like, if I say these real, like really bad stuff that had happened, mm -hmm. like, what are you going to think of me? Are you mm. going to think I'm dumb to be with someone that did that to me? Are you going to like, what do you think people are going to think about yeah, you for mm. staying in it after it happened? Gotcha. And I think that's why, like, I held it back from you guys for mm -hmm. so long because I, I mean, I, first of all, I got cats. <laughs> like, I, like, I moved out. I already did these crazy steps so early on the relationship that I already was warned. I had all like those things and warned like th that person's not for you. I mean, maybe they're better for someone else, but they're not for you. And I just wanted to prove you guys wrong in mm -hmm. a weird way. And like the people that know of us doubted. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that was another thing. Like me moving out, I had to have this facade that I was like amazingly happy like constantly and mm. I was good like I didn't I felt like honestly this podcast helped with that because like I didn't feel like I had the right to be sad because I had like people thought me leaving was justified mm. so I think re-listening to or even talking about other situations that aren't involved in the relationship really just made me like think about it a little bit more yeah. I don't think that makes sense but like it just made me think about it in different angles no that makes so, sense yeah yeah but still yeah I'm like <laughs> don't minimize the situation like you did something really bold and brave mm -hmm. and like god damn like that even though there's been things that like um i tell my friends about in past relationships and like i break up with that person or whatever yeah i i've gotten back with almost all of my exes like mm -hmm. we've rekindled our like 
um, and see, if you didn't tell me that, I wouldn't have think this is normal. And that's why I was like, okay, yeah. so it's not a clean break isn't always normal. It's not, yeah. It's yeah. not always what, you know, ends up happening. Like, sometimes it's super messy mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and chaotic. Until it gets clean. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there have definitely been moments where, like, I'll get back with someone or start talking to, like, an ex. And I'm so embarrassed that I just do it secretly. Yeah. I don't tell anyone because I'm afraid of how they're going to view me. I get I yeah. get completely how you feel. And it's oh. totally normal. <laughs> well, a funny thing before we end yeah. this part. Mm-hmm. Um, what, during, like, the back and forth when I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm for sure done. Uh-huh. And I remember I shared my location to someone. And so, like, okay, you're done. And if I did meet with the person I was with, uh-huh. I would turn off my location or just, like, Turn off my phone to like hide it, to hide it. <laughs> but yeah, it's messy, but then it gets clean. Yeah, so that's true. This is our last embarrassing encounter. What kind of? I don't Wait, know. Was that the cat? The cat? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so good. That was feet, uh, embarrassing encounters. Feet, feet, Petey. Petey. Lil Petey. That's his rap, uh, rap name. Lil Petey. Petey Styles. Petey So we are going to be retiring embarrassing encounters. Just because we're so organic and have had so much growth Mm -hmm. and we're never embarrassing anymore. I know. Um, But we've – that sounded really assholey. That's not 29 has changed us. We don't do embarrassing stuff anymore. We've been brainstorming what our next segment is um, just to keep things fresh and exciting. And we wanted to share some of our pitches with you. Mm-hmm. So um, one would be just taking little ideas from our past episodes, maybe mm-hmm. a recurring segment where we do one would you rather question. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we talk about a funny misconnection we found online or just a really funny news story that could be fake, could be real, but you have to guess. Oh, I like that interactive component Um, that just made me think of that one time when when I shared with you the story straight from Florida. Big surprise. Um, But yeah, there's this story one day where a turtle, I said that weird turtle, um, (coughs) it flew through a lady's windshield as she was driving on the freeway and hit her in the face. (laughs) Um, And I just was reading that thinking like, only in fucking Florida, man. <laughs> Wait, should okay. I I feel like our segment has to be like crazy, crazy Florida. shit from Florida. <laughs> okay, that that that's a top contender. Now. Shit, they didn't tell you or what happens shit. in Florida? I don't know. We'll what figure out a time. Florida ends up on we've made a mistake. Yeah. Yes. our podcast. <laughs> um. Well, damn. That puts what I was about to say to shame. I was gonna say um we share new TV movie podcast book recommendations every week but that sounds kind of lame it now. sounds very like rachel ray like yeah. okay on this week we're gonna discuss after me cooking this corn on the cob that sounds that it sounds very like preppy um yeah, it's like very clean like 
mm, summertime fun at Auntie Lydia's. It or, sounds no, like something that was <laughs> no, not, not Lydia's. <laughs> um, that sounds like something that would be on that TV show on the Food Network called The Pioneer Woman. <laughs> I've never watched. That. She's like very wholesome, oh. and she like is a chef and like or does like crafts and like projects and stuff. Uh-huh. She's like a Mar- a country Martha Stewart. Oh, nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like we pretty much do that every week though. Like have a recommendation segment. Mm-hmm. It's just in our intro. Yeah. Um. Or I thought maybe we can tell a story every episode that makes <gasps> us cry, and then. We call it Two Girls, One Cry, and we just, like, hug each other. No. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, like, Peter's purring. He's or down. vulnerable cornal. Vulnerable cornal. Vulnerable corneas, where we analyze our corneas. That's going to be tough to sing, though. That's kind of a tongue twister. Vulnerable corneas. A corner. Volner, Volney, Corny, Volney, Corny. Love it though. Anyway, so we're gonna make a poll. Yeah. So this is part one. Yes. Of our seasonal, finisonal, yeah. one and all. This is season, fa- the season finale. Everything but the bagel. Hyphen. Hi. Uh, challenging our challenge, <laughs> forcing our fear. Everything, <laughs> everything, but the bagel. Ba- <laughs> everything but the bagel, except for part two. Sponsor a Chardonnay. <laughs> we're doing you well. <laughs> oh my gosh! But um, um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I I'm just gonna copy what I say. <laughs> I've been doing that unintentionally. Red. Ring, red, red, red ring, wing, walker. Walk, red, red wing, wing walker. Red wing walker. Sad Mrs. Sally Sam walk, walker. walking <gasps> down the street. Get a man in your tummy, come at me. Get that back. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what she says. Okay, well, thank you so much for continuing. Thank you for attending. For attending our what are we saying? Speech. <laughs> Until next time on part two, two of season. Of, of, of we, everything's but the bagel but the, seasoning season finale. Seasoning we've finale. We've, we've made a mistake. Bye. Bye. <laughs>